it's Jen the Builder. And Corey. And welcome to Take the Elevator. Welcome. We're so happy that you're here, that you've tuned in. Thank you for being here. Corey, let's, you know, let's not beat around the bush. Father's Day is coming up. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we want to do something different with this. Hey, I'm one of those. Yeah, you are one of those to three. Oh, yeah, that's right, huh? Uh Uh-huh. I always forget about that one. The one. Yes. I don't even, okay. (laughs) No, I mean, when you're a parent, you always have a few of them on your mind, and then you just forget that one. I tend to forget about that one every once in a while. Oh, well, we're not going to say which one, or does it differ? It differs. (laughs) That's comforting to know. So, kiddos, if you're listening, you are not always the one. No, you're definitely not always the one. (laughs) Okay. So, what we're doing different with this episode is that you have produced it. As a Father's Day gift, this is all you. I'm going to follow. All right. Follow the Father. Well, welcome to Following the Father. It is on and cracking. Every day, elevate. Every day. Welcome back, and I hope you're going to enjoy this ride on this particular elevator. We are on a higher level every time we come back to you. And I just wanted to ask a question, Jen. What do you think about cancel culture? So what I think about it now that I kind of know what it is, is first, I didn't know what the heck that was. Right. Like when you said, what do you know about cancel culture? I'm all, you mean team culture? (laughs) You're like, (laughs) no, cancel culture. I didn't know. And it's crazy because it is a thing. It is. I I Googled it after you talked to me about it and it's intense. Yeah. It's so intense that people are literally afraid, fighting to talk about something that may be a little bit controversial, um, maybe not be the social norm to do, to talk about or to entertain. And definitely anything dealing around race or anything that that's kind of on the edge, people are a little bit terrified to talk about that kind of stuff because they're afraid they may be canceled. Right. So what is it? Because my understanding is, is that there's pretty much a group of people that come together and determine who's going to be canceled. And it's typically, from what I read, because you've said something insulting or you're bullying and targeting on the internet, um, it's immoral, unethical, whatever, and they, so they cancel you. Well, I think it started out in in a good way, so uh-huh. to speak. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just simply saying that um, people had a good idea. Like, okay, if someone's being bullied, we'll join together and make sure that that doesn't happen anymore. Right. But it got a little extreme. And with that extremism kicking in, you, you tend to get people threatening and all. I mean, I don't even want to go into what kind of threats. You can just use your imagination and, and get the idea of what they're, you know, telling these people that they want them to either stop what they're doing or just pretty much cancel them completely out, which is very dangerous. Right. So canceling them, does that mean they have the power to remove their social media or do they just spread like wildfire, like don't follow this person, this person said this, this person did this, and so it blows up and people just disengage? Well, that would be on the better side of things if that was all that happened. But what I'm starting to notice is that if you're a name brand person, if you've been in the industry for some time and that culture gets a hold of your name, they will dig and find out 
what you've done in your past in some cases and in other cases they'll um contact your endorsers and, mm. and sometimes your employer and push and fight to have you literally fired and everything in your life will be pretty much removed. Right. And that that's a lot of power. That's a, a whole lot of power to be able to do that to someone's personal life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. And I think I noticed the pattern even before you told me about cancel culture, because there's a few celebrities I follow just to see what they're doing, especially during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. It was interesting to me to see how they were making up or the lack of money, you know, because things had changed in movie theaters or whatever the case may be. And so I saw a whole bunch of activity and then it just dwindled to nothing. Nothing. Right. And then they come back maybe a month later and then there's this crazy apology. Right. Right. And like they really have to kiss butt during that time. Yeah. So I am intrigued to find out how that reach out is and like the call. You just messed up, and now we're going to cancel you. Oh, well, I mean, that's a little <laughs> dramatic. <but laughs> well, that's what- <laughs> I'm sure that's the way your mind plays it out. Right. But, um, no, it's really funny. I'm going to bring a, a little bit of history into this. So back in the day, uh, the 50s and 60s, so if a person of color, usually African-American, Negro, mm-hmm. descent, um, if they were targeted for something that they did or something that they said uh a speech they gave hint Mm -hmm. hint um (laughs) just had to go there Mm -hmm. uh there were a group of people that were considered cancel culture back then and there was a lot of threats those are assassins some of them were a whole nother level of canceling well they were they were making the threats so all, all of them didn't follow through with it i'm just simply saying the threat was made and the canceling was was placed in progress and that was the ultimate cancellation you know so just bring it to full circle to let you see how it's evolved well you know me i have to always link it to something i've seen there were two things i've seen that i thought were interesting new jack city way back in the day okay um what was the main character's name oh boy i said this before it's not nino oh boy (laughs) anyways wesley snipes character Right. And he says to his girlfriend, cancel that B. Uh-huh. Remember? Yeah. I was like, oh, he's got that much power. He's just going to cancel someone. And I don't know why that stuck out to me then. And then we watched a movie. And I don't know if it was a documentary or if it was a movie movie um, where they had a big room of computers and people just, you know, cyber bullying, get, getting on um, Twitter mm-hmm. and just causing this ripple effect to target people to cancel them out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember, remember that movie. Yeah. Um, don't even want to try to remember the name right, right now because I would just be going, um, um, um. So, you right. know, just I really wanted to bring that up because what I, the purpose in this is, is that if we just take a few minutes and realize that canceling someone may not be the best idea. Sometimes we have to think about counseling someone opposed mm. to canceling them. If we work on the counseling part, it, it tends to better the person, help them grow, help them understand where they went wrong. I mean, if that was step one to the cancel, I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't go through that humiliating walk of shame 
feeling like, oh, my gosh, my career is over because I said something very stupid or something that I probably shouldn't have said. Just food for thought. I love that. Counseling over canceling. Yeah. So if I had a problem with you, you wouldn't say, oh, cancel that B. But instead, Jen, (laughs) let's go to counseling. Let's go to counseling. (laughs) Every day. We're back. Before we go on to the next C, Corey, I know that your outline was so cool because it's a bunch of C. So C, we, C, and C. Right. So we just went over um, cancel culture. Yeah. And I didn't want to forget that, you know, big time in California, it's opening up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Supposed to be very open today. Today, meaning not Wednesday, but Tuesday it was opened up. Yeah, absolutely. Tuesday was supposed to open up on the 15th. However, there are certain companies that cannot completely open up for one reason or another. Right. And so we're dealing with that, but hopefully everything will be lifted real soon here. Sure. So I think that's a good segue into another topic that you wanted to bring up, which I believe was conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories. Yes. And I think this is a perfect time to do the find one, name one, whatever it is. I'm just here for the ride. And by the way, I'm enjoying this elevator ride so far. Nice. I'm glad you're here with me. So, Conspiracy theories. What determines what is a conspiracy theory and what is not a conspiracy theory? I think it, for me, I think it's the way it's presented. You know, when it's not a conspiracy theory, it sounds so factual. As a matter of fact, very objective data. Conspiracy is this is what I think it is. This is what my gut tells me. These are all the things I'm connecting. So, aha, therefore, it must be this conspiracy. Right. So I do know the Webster's Dictionary definition of what a conspiracy theory is. However, I don't want to go into that just yet. Maybe not even at all. And the reason why I don't want to go into that is because people are more than welcome to go look that up themselves. I mean, if that's something that you really want to know, I I really strongly suggest that you do that. And then you can have a better understanding for your own self. This is just for conversation and entertainment purposes anyway. So we're just going to entertain ourselves with these thoughts and hopefully dig ourselves to a place where we have a better understanding of what's really going on. I'm just going to bring up a a couple of controversial things. And one of those things was the lab leak that was determined to be a conspiracy theory. It was like you're a nut job if you think the... Uh, Wuhan lab leaked this virus. And and so there's no way that it was ever leaked. And I've come to the conclusion that we just can't get so caught up in what we think is the truth, opposed Mm. to what we know is the truth. It's not what you know, it's what you can prove. At least that's what I was taught. Mm. And so once you can prove what you know, it's acceptable on all platforms. And I think that's what's happening on, on that particular subject. But back to the actual conspiracy theory thought process in itself. Are you a conspiracy theorist or would you believe to be yourself a, a actual factual believer? So am I a conspiracy theorist or an actual factual believer? I don't know how to answer that. I am more about truth. You know what I mean? Like I don't, automatically just lean towards the conspiracy or against popular belief. Mm -hmm. I definitely wait to see what's happening. And I'll tell you this, I don't ever believe for fact what is initially presented. 
I've learned through time that the truth changes. And by the time the truth does come out, they've gotten people so used to the lie, the lie. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, you know, there's not a reaction from so many people. It's censored. It's not shared as much, you know, in all um, aspects of news and media. So I don't know if that answered your question. Absolutely. It answered the question. And I just asked that question because a lot of times what I find myself doing is just looking for the facts, the obvious facts, not the facts that you got to dig for, not the facts that come later on down the line, just the facts, the simple facts. If you're trying to figure out how deep the ocean is, you don't have to hypothesize that. You know what I mean? Mm. The the ocean has different layers of uh, deepness. The depths are vast in the ocean. So I don't have to have a conspiracy theory to say that there's a bottomless pit in the ocean and that no one can ever get to the bottom of it. We just follow the facts. There is a ground that we can discover and we can follow that to what some may call the root. And I think that we should, as a, as a group of people, we should decide to look for the obvious facts first. If there's someone hiding something, if there's someone keeping something a secret, we should probably start there and and try to figure out why they're hiding it mm-hmm. and how long they've been hiding it for. It's very simple in my mind. Now, maybe it's not that simple in everyone else's mind. Well, what do you think about those uh, ideas? I think those are really good tips. It makes sense to me. If someone's hiding something, what's the reason? Right. You know, if it is what it is, that should be openly shared. There's no sneakiness behind it. You know, I think for the most part, though, if we're going to be honest, if you guys don't know us, first of all, we are a great couple. So please don't judge me for saying this. But I think we've developed the reputation a little bit, Corey, that we are conspiracy theorists. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah, just a little bit. Wow, I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm lying. (laughs) (laughs) And that's just who we are. I'm not saying that that's our label, but we definitely seek things out and... It's the truth is like right there in your face. We've learned that too. Like you said, you don't have to dig too deep. No, not at all. Yeah. I will also say though, that we are very respectful of people who have different opinions than we do. I don't think that there's right or wrong, especially when two people don't agree. Cause I I'll be right. And I'll say, Oh, you're wrong. But it's really the opinion of that person and just what they've discovered. I'm so okay with that, that there have been times when I have just said, okay, yeah, you're right. I'm wrong. When I knew I was right, mm-hmm. because it's just not worth the argument. It's not worth the the pain that it may cause. And sometimes, and I've been in this, in these shoes, we're just not ready for the truth. I've been told things that I knew for a, a like hardcore, deep in my core, this is right. And it turned out to be wrong. Mm. And I had to swallow that pill. And, you know, as a, People, again, we have to be willing to accept when we're wrong about something and adult enough to say, hey, you know what? I was wrong about that. Right. I thought it was this. I felt it in my core, but I, it was wrong. So I'm for for me, it's I'm sorry for someone else. You, you just have to acknowledge it and know that this was what it was and what you thought it wasn't. Right. I'm going to play your little game. Because in the beginning you said, what did you say? You said confidence. No, I'm sorry. Cancel culture. And then you went into counseling. 
So if we were to take out conspiracy, for me, in my opinion, it would be your confidence level. So conspiracy versus confidence. How confident are you that what you're speaking to is actually truth? You know, that, that helps me. Yeah, I agree. Every All right, we're down to the last C. Yes. And I'm going to try to recall what you shared with me. And I want to say this is regarding, I don't remember if it was confidentiality, censorship. Censorship. Ah. Ah. Thanks, Jen. You're welcome. Such a wonderful wife she is. Censorship. I've noticed a lot of people being censored lately. Mm -hmm. Very scary when we can't exercise that amendment. The First Amendment. The First Mm -hmm. Amendment. And it's the first for a very good reason. And a lot of people don't seem to understand that. As a matter of fact, if you remove that First Amendment, what happens is truth can never live again. It can never exist again because no one will scream from the mountaintops what truth is and where it comes from. I really like the fact that in this day and age, we have the ability to go on platforms and and tell our truths, talk about our truths. And if somebody wants to go on there and tell a lie, it's up to us again to figure out if it's a lie or if it's not a lie. Mm -hmm. We don't have to take their word for it. Let me ask you something, Jen. And I know I've been just throwing these wild questions at you. And guys, just know this. Jen has no idea what I'm asking. <laughs> no idea. She has no Time idea where I'm coming. putting me on the spot. <laughs> where I'm coming from. She's just giving me free reign of this show. So I just thought, hey, there's my opportunity and I want to just run with it. Yeah. What do you think about censorship in this day and age? At first, I was in disbelief that that would happen in America because I was raised to be very patriotic right? America could do no wrong. Um, And I'm not picking on America now, but this is the country I live in. So this is what I know. Mm -hmm. It's strange when I'm watching things on YouTube while searching for the truth and mid watch, it gets censored. You were there with me when that (laughs) happened. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. And then we looked For it, you know, uh, we looked it up to see if there were other people who posted. Those were immediately blocked. Um, And then we went straight to the source. So what I think is sad, especially for Genco Sound Company, and our motto there is make noise. Mm -hmm. And what we mean by that is you have a voice. Use it. You know, and it bothers me that when people use their voice, and it's not harming anyone is where I'm getting at. You know, you hear of things like cancel culture, and now we're talking about censorship. It big time bothers me because I think it can open to other things. They can define what's considered immoral, unethical by their definitions and say that's why we took it down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's the First Amendment. And so I remember when I was younger, I memorized these amendments. It was like a big thing. We actually memorized the preamble. That's how big into uh, the American way my school was. And so to here we are years later, knowing that that First Amendment isn't really ours. You know, there's powers that be that determine what gets censored. Right. And how long it's censored for. Yeah. When they decide to lift the censorship up off of it. Scary times, scary measures. Which is a form of hiding. Right. So then it makes you question that. 
like what what are you hiding that I can't just watch this? I mean, it was it was nothing, nothing wrong with it at all. Yeah, I, I really want to go there with you, but I'm I'm hesitant because what people tend to watch on YouTube and in any platform, what with whatever they tend to watch, is something that they're interested in, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. But what happens is if you talk about what you're interested in, then you're vilified. So that's why I'm a little careful about what it is. And, and God, oh, because we don't want to get canceled. No, not, not, <laughs> not at all. It's not that I don't want to get canceled. Um, it's, it's that I don't want people to feel like, well, they mentioned this and they mentioned uh, that we're, we're attached to one another. We're not attached to any outside right. entity or we don't have to support anything other than the Genco sound Co. And that, that's all we're representing right now. And, and I would only represent something that I have not only studied, but I, I believe it wholeheartedly. And my belief systems are rooted in something much bigger than anything on this earth. Right. So I would never risk my name or my belief on a TV, something temporary. Yeah. A show, a talk show or a radio right. show or anything like that. If I'm going to risk my name on something, it's going to be my hardcore belief system. Yeah. So listeners, you have caught a glimpse of Corey, even as a dad, Corey, this is how you've been with our children. You've presented different opinions to them so they could form their own. You've been very honest about your thoughts. Um, you haven't held back on certain things because we knew they'd grow up to be adults and they would make their own decisions at the end of the day. Absolutely. But I think we've raised three beautiful children, very unique and different in their own ways. And I just want to give you accolades for the part that you've played in that. I accept those accolades freely and fully. Yeah. And I do that because I know that I had a great partner to help me do it. And there was no way I would have been able to do it by myself. And I did crack a joke in the beginning. I've never forgotten one of my kids, not one single day of my life. <laughs> You're going to wait till the end. Absolutely. After the kids have shut this episode down and said, <laughs> "Forget <laughs> what him. a jerk. Right. <laughs> so we're taking that back because that's not true. No, not at all. I love my kids dearly. Absolutely. So if you're listening and you're a dad, oh, I, I would love to know if we've got some dad listeners. I know pretty much our demographics is women, which mm. is awesome. Yeah. But dads, if you're listening, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, dads. And and I got to do this, too, because I know there's a lot of really great single women out there that are. Playing oh, heck yeah. Mom playing class, both dad. Mm-hmm. And so you're you're represented here, too. A parent is a parent. That's right. I don't care if it's a male or a female. I, I The household needs a parental figure somehow, some way. It would be great if there were two. But if there's one, uh, hey, it's a lot better than none. So I'm commending you as well. Absolutely. Well, you know us to take the elevator. We say look up and let's elevate. elevate. Every day.